If you seek tranquility, do less. Welcome to the Paul Miners Podcast, the show that will help you to optimize your time, income, and lifestyle fast. Get more done with actionable, easy-to-follow advice and learn how to live life on your terms. And now, introducing your host, Paul Miners. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Paul Miners Podcast 2, episode number 119. Thank you for tuning in to this episode. As always, it is a pleasure to have you listening. I really do appreciate your attention. And today, I'm talking all about doing less. This is something I've talked about a little bit, a oh, fair bit now actually, on the podcast and on my blog over the last couple of years. It's something I really believe in from a productivity and business standpoint is doing less. And it's probably an idea that you have come across before when we talk about essentialism and focus. It's all about focusing on less. And the inspiration for this episode came about after I received an email newsletter um, in the last week or so uh, at the time of recording this. This is the one of the very few email newsletters that I've signed up for, and it's actually the uh, Daily Stoic. I think I've mentioned it before. And the Daily Stoic, what they do is each day you receive a very thoughtful email about how to live a better life by following Stoic teachings. And this is my interest in Stoicism has grown, having read books like The Obstacle is the Way, A Guide to the Good Life, Meditations, a really interesting topic. And last week I received an email that really resonated with me, and in a nutshell, the email was saying, if you seek tranquility, do less. And I love the simplicity of this quote, and I thought it would be really worth deconstructing a little bit further. If you want to see the corresponding blog post or get links to any of the books and things that I'm mentioning in this episode, you can find them at paulminers.com slash 119. First of all, what is tranquility? This word tranquility, it comes up a lot in Stoic teaching, but is rarely used in daily conversation. So what, what does it mean? At a first glance, when I look at the word tranquility, it's very tempting to define tranquility as simply being happy. But I think it's a bit more than that. When you dig into it, being in a state of tranquility is about being calm and at peace. I think it's a state of almost contentment. And to elaborate a little bit more, here's the context of the email that was sent last week. And I quote, Most of what we say and do is not essential, Marcus Aurelius reminds us. If you can eliminate it, you'll have more time and more tranquility. Ask yourself at every moment, is this necessary? End quote. And so I think now this statement has a bit uh, makes it sort of a bit more sense because I think if you have less to do and if you focus only on what is essential you will be less distracted you'll be calmer and at, more at peace and I think we can all agree with that logic if you have if you're less distracted if you only focus on the essential by definition you are going to be sort of calmer more organized uh, more at peace I think we can all agree so that begs the question, how do you have less to do? So I've identified a few key things. Firstly is to focus on fewer tasks and projects. This idea of doing less and focusing on tranquility directly applies to our personal productivity. If you read top productivity books like Essentialism and The One Thing, they're all saying the same thing, which is focus more of your energy on fewer tasks and projects. And you've probably heard of the 80-20 principle before, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but basically the 80-20 principle says that 80% of your desired outcome is the result of 20% of your inputs. So uh, this is a uh, economic theory put forward by, I forget the guy's name, he observed that the green beans in his garden, about 80% of the output of green beans that were growing came from about 20% of plants. And it applies to like, you know, business and sales and your costs, you know, 80% of your income comes from about 20% of sources. 
So if you're going to get 80% of what you want by doing the top 20% of tasks or projects, then why would you spend the remaining 80% of your time on things that are only going to generate 20% of the outcome you're looking for? Following this advice is a lot easier than said than done. You know, we all get the logic, but identifying the 20% of tasks isn't easy. This is why it's so important to know what you want and to set clear goals so you can evaluate ideas and projects against one another. And when you would reduce the tasks and projects you're working on, it's easier to stay organized and your focus isn't spread too thin. And so with that comes this state of tranquility, this peace and calm. Next, I think, is you can have less email. Email is probably the thing that most people feel overwhelmed by when it comes to productivity. And I recently wrote about how to reduce email on my blog, and you can go back on my podcast archives and find my episode on reducing email. And I think if you're currently drowning in an inbox that is overrun with unread email, there are very two quick things that I think you can do to reduce email. The first one is to sign up to a service called SaneBox. It's one I've tried before, not currently using, but SaneBox is an amazing service that quickly sorts your important email from the non-important ones. So first what you do is you connect, you know, your Gmail, your iCloud, or your Microsoft account, and then with incredible accuracy, SaneBox very cleverly works out whether an incoming message is important or not. And if it's not important, it puts it into a sane later folder and everything that's important goes straight to your main inbox. And so while this isn't strictly reducing your email, it does mean you can get to the important stuff very quickly. And I think SaneBox it is a tool I recommend to people who are in that state where you are overwhelmed right now. But I think uh, I, I'm not currently using it because I've reduced my email enough to the point where I don't need it to filter my email. So I'm not using it not because it's not good. It's sort of just because I don't need it. So if you are currently drowning in email, I do recommend you check out SaneBox. The other service you can look into is an unsubscribe service called Unroll Me. You can go to unroll.me. And there are numerous unsubscribe services out there. Unroll Me is just one of them. Um, and what it does is it highlights all the newsletters and marketing emails that you're signed up to, and it puts them into a list so you can very quickly unsubscribe from the ones that you no longer want. Um, but please note, I do recall Unroll Me received some negative press about a year or so ago regarding how they use your data. They are a marketing company. It is a free service, so be careful with that. Um, make sure you look into how they use your data. I, I've, the, from the brief look I've had of their website, they say that they aggregate your data and use it to you know, make, um, you know, form insights about email marketing. Um, they're not trying to target you in particular. Anyway, read into that what you will. All I'm saying is do your own research and make sure you are comfortable before connecting your email to any service, for that matter, not just unrolled.me. This episode of the Paul Miners podcast is sponsored by Scythe. Now, one of the best things about running an online business is just how much data and information you have available. So even as a one-man shop, I use a whole range of tools like Google Analytics, MailChimp, Stripe, YouTube, Twitter, Pipedrive, Xero, the list goes on. And each one of these tools comes with their own set of metrics and reports. But even though I have all this information available, it's almost too much to make sense of. And this is where a platform like Scythe is really powerful. Scythe lets you create dashboards that connect all your online accounts together. So for example, you could have a social media dashboard displaying key metrics from Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Or you could have a sales dashboard showing you metrics from maybe your sales CRM, your e-commerce platform, and your payment processor. And with Scythe's custom alerts and goals, you can set targets and be notified when any of these metrics go above or below a certain threshold. So for example, I have a goal set up to alert me when I hit 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. Scythe's dashboards can be shared with clients or managers, and it makes it a lot easier to quickly see how you're performing across every facet of your business. 
To get started today, head to Syfe.com. That's C-Y-F-E dot com. And thank you, Syfe, for sponsoring this episode of the Paul Miners Podcast. Another underrated way to receive less email is to send less email. And it sounds funny, but it's true. Um, it's much easier to send an email than it is to pick up the phone or have a conversation with someone, and so it's our default. But when you put email out into the world, you inevitably get responses back. So before you send an email, see if there's a more efficient way to reach the outcome you're looking for. Maybe you just need to pick up the phone and work something out with someone. Um, but with less email to deal with, your inbox becomes a useful tool rather than a source of anxiety and overwhelm that I know a lot of people feel when they think about email. So by doing less email, I think you can enjoy a state of more tranquility, peace and calm because it is this less overwhelming tool. Next, I think we can focus on less consumption. And I'm talking about consumption of material things, which I think can harm our ability to achieve tranquility. Firstly, we become insatiable when we overconsume. The satisfaction gained from purchasing a new pair of jeans today quickly wears off and we need to buy more stuff to maintain that feeling. And Haley, my wife and I, we, we've recently been thinking about buying a new car, a bigger car. But the number one thing holding us back is that I know that after a week, a few weeks, the novelty of the new car will wear off, and our lives will really be no, not a lot really better off. The car we have now serves us well, and a new car provides very little extra utility, except for making it easier to get the pram in the car. Uh, so that's sort of a kind of current example that we're dealing with. But secondly, when you overconsume, your environment feels more disorganized and messy. Just look at all the examples. If you've seen Marie Kondo's new documentary on Netflix, look at all the examples um, of people with these cluttered homes from having massive shoe collections and exploding wardrobes to all the junk in their garage. These families frequently talk about how guilty and stressed this clutter makes them feel when we overconsume. And so by consuming less, we can achieve a state of tranquility by not making our happiness conditional on stuff. And by decluttering and tidying up, your space can unlock some of that much-needed inner calm and peace. And we can apply the same idea to social media. Um, when we overconsume content on Instagram, Facebook, or YouTube, we end up on a treadmill of consumption where we feel this, in, this sort of irrational need to read all the articles and keep up with this waterfall of content that's hitting us all the time. And we also start to compare ourselves to others and question why our lives aren't the same as these filtered pictures that we see online. And I think by reducing your consumption of social media, you'll notice a weight sort of being lifted off your shoulders as you no longer feel this urge to, to follow everything that's going on and keep up. And so with that comes this feeling of tranquility, of peace and calm. And finally... Um, I want to talk about focusing on enough. So rather than obtaining more in every aspect of your life, whether it's more money, more stuff, more responsibility at work, focus on enough. And a few months ago, uh, beginning of the year, I published an interview with Paul Jarvis where we discussed the idea of growing a business or your income to the point where you're earning just enough. Enough to cover your expenses and live comfortably, whatever that number might be for you. Um, because your life really doesn't get much better after you earn a certain income. And so focusing on earning enough rather than this constant pursuit of more, which is a very arbitrary goal that you'll never reach, means that there's less pressure on you to keep growing. And by, by defining what enough means to you and only buying and consuming and earning enough to make you happy, you can eliminate unnecessary waste and I think uh, tap into this greater sense of calm and contentment because you're no, you're no longer chasing this unattainable goal of just more. So there you are. I hope this uh, episode has got you thinking today. If you are interested, head on over to The Daily Stoic. This is completely unsponsored me saying this, but it's a really good newsletter um, that I've signed up to. As I said before, I don't 
sign up to a lot of newsletters. I think off the top of my head, I'm probably signed up to fewer than five email newsletters, but Daily Stoic is one of them. Great little daily email that you can get that helps you to live a better, more meaningful life. So yeah, I hope this has been useful. If you have any thoughts, feedback, please let me know. Head on over to the blog at paulminers.com slash 119. Thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you next time on the Paul Miners Podcast.